Classic. That's Shiana. Hi, it's Shiana. Welcome to Who You Call in Holistic. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here with me today. Join me again every Thursday where I'm here telling you all the things. I'm recording today at GOT Sound Studio. Shout out to Neek. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share to this po- share this podcast. Make sure you join and subscribe to my Patreon. I'll also be having some October offerings coming up, so look out for those, including a membership that I think you'll be interested in and some other things that uh, we're kind of going to covered today regarding what's going on in the world. So if you don't already know, I'm sure some of you, I'm sure a lot of you know, because you're already familiar with mental health things, but October is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I know I've spoken on here before about discussing grief and how I needed to talk about that at some point. And then I was like, I don't even know when to bring that up, how to bring that up, because It's not necessarily going to be a fun topic, but like, how can I go about sharing, you know, information about it without making it so dark and dismal and, you know, like entertaining, educational, a little bit of all of it. Um, So with that being said, like, I don't want you to think as I'm sharing this information today that I am downplaying anything about suicide. Okay. Like, I don't want you to think that at all. I am sharing this information with the intention that you'll just have a different perspective around understanding some of those battles that we have in our minds and, you know, a, a mystic's way of addressing them, all right? So before we get into all of that, I'm going to share, of course, and I'll include this in, in my show notes, But the suicide prevention line is pound 988 if you need to use it, please do. And I remember when I was in high school, I was in ROTC, for those who didn't know. And whenever I was in high school in ROTC, one of the instructors, Colonel Sercer, yeah, Colonel Sercer, um, he had this like, he went on a rant one day, there was somebody who had committed suicide during high school. I don't think that's the, uh, what's the, what's the politically correct way to say that these days? It's, um, hmm, I'll think on that one, but you know what I'm saying? Okay. Anyway, there was somebody who, um, ended his, that's not it either. I'll think on it. It'll come to me eventually. Anyway, that happened in high school to a student that was around our age in that time frame, And Colonel Sercer said, doing that was a permanent solution to a temporary problem. <clears throat> and that stuck with me like forever after that. And he was really, really upset. He was really angry. You know, these things that I think about now, like should adults have shared the way they shared? But like, obviously that stuck out. It's something that I remembered. And I know we discussed in the previous episode or one of the previous episodes that you know, in my lifeline, my ancestry, my my Chiron things, a lot of that has to do with mental health and uh, feeling like you're trapped in your brain or, you know, like the mind fucks that I like to share at times that can happen. So um, I was looking up some numbers and in 2022, 49,449 Americans lost their lives to suicide. 
And there was an 8.4% drop in younger ages between 10 and 24. And whenever I read that, I was like, okay, well, like obviously these numbers are not good numbers at all for any reason. But when I was looking at the ages 10 to 24, I was like, okay, well, what has shifted in that? And I was just thinking about, you know, so much of the work that a lot of us are doing out here, a lot of us are sharing, you know, emotional regulation tips and people are offering more support. There's more community coming around, you know, and I feel like that makes a major difference in supporting people's mental and emotional health along the years. So I can't like go forward without sharing that stuff. Like that's already information that we need to understand some of these other perspectives, because I do feel like a lot of the people that are listening to my podcast and even this episode in particular, in case you're sharing it with the other trailblazers or generational curse breakers that you know, um, I feel like, you know, we are, we're here to shift that. We're here to say like, this has gone on for too long and we need to change it. And <clears throat> the approaches that you guys had weren't great. So let's switch it up and do what needs to be done by getting to the root cause of these things. So I've shared more than once that um, I've shared like my journey with some of my mental health things, ADHD things, that kind of thing. And if you have taken like the ADHD um, tests that they, the physician gives you or somebody gives you before you see the physician to get your official diagnosis, they go through a whole medical history with you, right? And I was what, in my 20s then, whenever I went through this medical history with my mom, because it's asking family history. And I'm asking questions like, you know, I already knew my mom was a big ball of anxiety. Like, that's always been her. Um, so I already went in knowing that. But the more I learned, the more I was like, everybody in the family on your side? <laughs> she was like, yeah, um, my mom was often on volume all the time. And, you know, that even made me think as I was like writing out what I was going to share for this episode, you know, they say we're in our grandmother's wombs, right? So when you think about generational curse breaking and generational healing, like it's interesting now that I have that information later, but it's like, okay, so it's, it's not just my healing that I'm doing, right? I'm working on generations of anxiety and mental health um, awareness things, right? So knowing that going forward with your own healing, um, I'm going to share some theories in, in a little bit, but I was even thinking just, you know, some of the things that we don't address enough is like a lot of the things that are happening that aren't our own, right? The emotions that we're feeling, the, the grief, the anger that we're experiencing, and especially I'm recording this around a full moon, um, along those times, emotions are heightened and some of it affects us that we don't even realize is affecting us until we're like in it and we're like, what is this? Where is this coming from? And those are the things that I like to teach because we weren't taught these things, right? So <clears throat> my history with, you know, the things I share now 
it's very much, I had to shift my whole mindset. I had to shift how I spoke. And you'll even see me discussing it now or the way I talk now, like I have this mental process happening in real time if I'm having a conversation where I'm trying to make the words, see, I'm doing it now, where I'm making the words lighter and lighter as I say them so they sound more achievable and that, you know, I can invite in more things by switching up how I manipulate those words, right? But that wasn't always the case. And I was thinking back to when I had a true shift in my optimistic approach to things. And that happened in 2011. I went to a vision board party in Atlanta. And that was around the time I had like just heard about the secret and or I'd heard about the secret, but like I actually paid attention to it by then. And we had the vision board party and I left it feeling inspired and empowered. And, you know, just like things were shifting immediately after that experience. And then I remember, you know, interacting and engaging with my mom. And it was like, and that's when I really understood, well, I understood energy before, but that's when I really, really felt energetically how negative she had been, right? So even when I went to that vision board party and somebody pointed out, hey, you're like, you're kind of negative. Like, why, why do you immediately think that way? It was conditioning. It was what I had learned over the years and, you know, what she had learned over the years and my grandmother, you know, that whole family, well, my mom's sisters were all born in England, but my grandparents all emigrated from Ireland. So that just gives you some insight on, you know, some of the ancestral things that are within our DNA, like great things like resourcefulness and, um, you know, depending on and working with community around you and, those kinds of things, but then the other things like the scarcity mindsets or the fears that are instilled within you just from experiences, right? So again, when we're thinking about general generational curse breaking along the years, you got to factor those things in. And, you know, modern medicine wants you to think that you can fix things immediately with a pill and stuff. But when we're getting to the root of these things that have taken place over lifetimes, it makes more sense that like this is why we have to learn these tools along the way to work with these energies so that we don't end up in that mental mind fuck, right? So 2011, I went to that vision board party. That's also when I um, read The Alchemist. Somebody told me I needed to read The Alchemist and I was like, oh, okay. And that Again, I feel like that, that book's like a whole transmission or initiation or something. And I keep saying I need to go back and revisit it now because of where I am in life currently just to see what still sticks and like what's shifted in reading it. But I have like so many other books that are on the to-do list too. So it, it'll happen when it happens. Um, but around that time is also when I was working at the hospital that I've discussed on here before that was like the firm and I ended up on antidepressants and stuff. And the other thing that I learned, and I've shared this before from working at that hospital was like some of the diagnoses that people were coming in with and what, or some of the symptoms people were coming in with and then the diagnoses that they were receiving with it. And that gave me even more insight with like, wait a minute, how did those go hand in hand? 
And I remember, and you'll see why I'm sharing this eventually, but I remember there was an older woman that came in and on the sheet, because you had to write like what's going on. Some of those were entertaining, by the way, because anyway, some of those were entertaining. But this one in particular, the reason for visit was delusional. And I was like, delusional? And, and she was. She was, you know, talking wild things. Like, I don't even know that she was making sense. I don't know if she was, like, speaking in tongues. She, she was not making sense. She was in another world. And she went to the back, had her, what, had blood work done, had some other tests done. And I remember her leaving like that. I don't know if she can't, because I used to work third shift. So I don't remember if she came in like earlier in the shift and left before my shift was over. It was something along those lines. But I remember like she wasn't getting admitted or something. And I was like, how'd she come in delusional? And now like everything's okay. How is she leaving here? And what did they do? What happened? And her diagnosis was a UTI. And I was like, a UTI? You know, I thought she just felt like you had to pee a little bit, a lot. And you just have some cranberry juice and, and you're good. Or take the little cranberry pills or you know, the little Azos. I know, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. But apparently, um, if, if it continues then you can become delusional along with other things like fevers and some other symptoms. But I had no idea um, before I had worked at the hospital. So that really made me just understand more about how the body works and how things are just so connected. And I know I've mentioned before, um, you know, my transition with understanding more about holistic healing and about really getting in tune with your body and what it needs is when I started doing acupuncture in 2015. And when I started learning more about Chinese medicine and how there's meridians that are connected to the organs and, and the things associated with that, that's when I was like, oh, okay, okay. So like what I was really, really treated for with my acupuncture was grief. It was repressed grief. And again, now that I'm like, looking back, I'm like, oh, it wasn't just my grief. It was my mother's grief. It was probably her, her family and her, you know, like the, and the list could go on. I don't know how far it goes back, but when I think back now, I'm like, okay, I see why I went through it that way to help, you know, shift the perspective on things to help the rest of the family. Not, I don't even want to say the rest of the family. I don't have that kind of responsibility. Y'all know I'm barely an adult sometimes, <laughs> but just, just to bring awareness to others within the family and, you know, with the ones that I'm sharing this information with that resonate with it to shift their perspective, to get them to look at how to address these issues as well. And one of the things that, um, along with the, the learning about the woman's UTI and her delusion is the more I was learning about different Chinese medicine things, I understood, you know, there's different seasons associated with these organs. So um, I'm still waiting for y'all to send me a, a conspiracy theory, by the way. So in the meantime, I'll plug in my conspiracy theory for this particular one. And it is, as I mentioned, October is Mental Health Awareness Month. And my conspiracy theory 
is there's more awareness around the mental health because when we include Chinese medicine's approach to healing the body, when autumn comes around, again, there's different seasons associated with different organs. And the organ associated with autumn is the lungs, is the lungs. And as you know, the lungs are associated with grief and sorrow. And there's even a Chinese medicine clock that I've mentioned at some point before, that there's different hours within the day that are associated with different organs. And the lungs are at like 3 a.m., which, you know, those are like the witching hours or whatever. And it makes sense that all of those go hand in hand. So it even had me thinking just how much, again, when we can feel other people's emotions and energies, when we are hypersensitive to those things, how much of other people's grief might we be feeling when autumn comes around, right? Because if that organ is the one associated already, that's something that we already have to take care of within ourselves. But on a collective level, if, you know, your friend over here doesn't have as strong of a lung capacity as you do, or they've got some heavy things that they're dealing with, you know, you might be affected with that and you might affect somebody else with yours and the list goes on and the list goes on. But it just made me think, you know, how much of that grief that people feel when they do decide to take their lives is other people's, right? And it just weighs on them without them realizing so much of that isn't theirs. And I was even just thinking like, um, you know, along the years that I've worked as a healer and how much of the clients that I see come to me with grief and having that understanding that there's other things that they can do outside of just crying that can help rebuild that um, energy and help strengthen it and help protect those energies. Because I know for me, as... I like started really leaning more into the metaphysical aspects and the energetic aspects of my healing. It really helped soften me, like physically soften me. And I know I even had that conversation with Cord on the episode about how when you're training for something for so long, your body, it, it changes, right? So if you're training for football, your body is getting so used to receiving punches and hits and and all of that so it it hardens right but when you are grieving those areas in your chest and you know the things connected around that area so like your shoulders all of that becomes hardened as well it gets um tense it gets even your body language changes your there's even like a thing that i notice in some of the clients that they're just kind of you know, their shoulders are rolled forward. They're kind of, they might have their head tilted down, those kinds of things. And it's because when you think of the energies of those emotions, they, you know, they do bring you down, right? And your body displays that. So, you know, I can go on and on about how, like, I know massage isn't for everybody, but don't underestimate just the different approaches that you can have to addressing grief like massage, just because, it's helping soften those areas to help you release those emotions that you may need to release. 
So um, the other thing that outside of Chinese medicine things, because I'll share more Chinese medicine things on here all the time because that's, you know, that's my, my shit. Outside of the lungs causing or outside of the lungs maybe affecting grief symptoms, right? And again, I've shared before, like if you have a salt cave nearby, check out a salt cave because those are really good for your lungs. There's other things you can do, breathing exercises if you don't want to spend money. Um, go for a walk, you know, just those things that can help strengthen your lungs, all right? And I have some other shares that I'll share in a little bit, but outside of the lungs, I also wanted to make sure I included gut health because, so I don't know if, um, if my listeners have watched They Clone Tyrone yet. Um, I enjoyed it if you haven't watched it already. And then even recently I was watching, uh, the other black girl and there were some like similarities in some of it, but and they cloned Tyrone. One of the things that they did um, was they were talking about how they were changing the food, which, as you know, has been an ongoing debate in the U.S. of A, and how we need to be aware of what food we're consuming and how more and more people want to have their own farms and grow their own food because of their distrust for what is being put in our food. And I know I even had an episode before about how the tobacco company changed into the, the food marketing stuff. So instead of pushing tobacco, they're pushing, you know, terrible food. But understanding these elements is important because even when I think back about the times that I had been in a depressive state, you know, I look and think about the other things that were taking place. And I think a lot of it may have even included my gut health. For instance, one of the things I've really enjoyed learning in my studies is, and I know I discussed this with um, Jonathan on here, was learning more medical astrology things. And so for me, whenever things are out of balance within my body, it really shows on my skin. And in the medical astrology aspect of things. Um, I know I've researched like learning about your rising sign affecting your, your health and then also learning other elements of, of your signs and how that can affect things. So I often share, you know, if you have cancer or Virgo placements to make sure that you are strengthening your gut health because cancer is ruled by the moon so you know that we are affected with our emotions around those times. So the emotions and the gut go hand in hand. And for Virgos, they're the organ associated, again, intestines. And so when I, I meet moody Virgos, I'm like, please take a probiotic. You know, I know you're, I know you're probably constipated over there um, because difficulty letting things go in the metaphysical world. But anyway... I wanted to read a piece of this article from Harvard on gut health. And it says, the brain has a direct effect on the stomach and intestines. For example, the very thought of eating can release the stomach's juices before food gets there. This connection goes both ways. A troubled intestine can send signals to the brain, 
just as a troubled brain can send signals to the gut. Therefore, a person's stomach or intestinal distress can be the cause or the product of anxiety, stress, or depression. That's because the brain and the GI system are intimately connected. This is especially true in cases where a person experiences gastrointestinal upset with no obvious physical cause. For such functional GI disorders, it's difficult to try to heal a distressed gut without considering the role of stress and emotion. And it also includes how gut health and anxiety go hand in hand, um, you know, and you've probably experienced it yourself when you're uneasy about something, you feel it in your gut, right? You feel like that, that twist. It's kind of like somebody twists a little something in your, in your stomach. You can feel that when there's unease about something, right? And that's, that's that brain and gut connection. And I was on an interview recently and that'll be out pretty soon on that here for the health of it podcast. And we were discussing trusting your gut and how, if you're not connected to your gut, how can you trust your gut? And for those who question their intuition or their, their inner knowing, you know, I do encourage strengthening your gut and that can include, you know, addressing diet concerns. And like, for me, when I was learning more about medical astrology things, like I mentioned for me, like it's skin stuff. So if there's something going on within my gut, it's like displayed on my skin. Um, when I was growing up, I had, I would often get tinea versicolor. It's like a, a fungus within your body. It's basically just too much yeast. But of course, growing up, whenever I would go to the doctor for it, they just gave me the, the diflucan. They gave me the yeast infection medication. Nobody ever said, hey, this is too much sugar in your body. This is what you need to do to fix it. Nobody ever said that. Just here's your medicine. Here you go. So learning that later, it's like, oh, okay, there's excess sugar in my body that needs to, you know, make a way out because it's affecting, you know, maybe I'm having brain fog or maybe I'm fatigued or maybe I'm whatever the case, but like gut health is so important. And, you know, if you can even learn some of those things about your own astrology placements, that really, really helped me understanding how those things were connected. So for me, for example, cancer rising. So that's going to connect my, like, I need to be connected with my gut health. Leo moon, I need to be aware of my heart health. And that's why, you know, I'm big on making sure I go for my walks and addressing things that come up as they come up instead of holding on to them in my heart. Um, if I get to a point where I'm like, I guess I can cry. You know, I told you before, somebody said Capricorns like to schedule their cries. So, you know, maybe I just need to watch a sad movie to make sure I can cry to get that grief off of my chest. Or again, because of the work that I do, understanding some of that isn't mine and I need to return it to sender. So one of my friends mentioned how she really... Um, she really liked that I understood how to self-soothe. And a lot of that just came from, you know, understanding these different dynamics, being a healer and being somebody that's helping other people with this stuff. It's like, okay, if I'm going to have this time, like, what do I need? What does my body need? What does my mind need for these moments? So I wanted to share some of the things from, again, a mystic energy healer's perspective that can help you along the way, especially October Health Awareness Month. But if you are experiencing 
uh, what you want to label as depression or low energy, however you want to label it, whatever you want to call it. And again, I'm not downplaying modern medicine's approach to a lot of these things too. If you need medicine, please take the medicine. You know, if you need additional support in other ways, please get additional support. This is just my spin on some of this and these other ways that you can go about getting this kind of support that you may need. So obviously I already mentioned, go for the walk. You know, there's a shit ton of studies done. I don't even have to share the studies. I don't need to give you the research. You already know that there's studies done on the benefits of walking and what good it can do for your, your mind and your body. I remember in massage school, our massage teacher was even talking about like, if you can't do any exercises like at all, like if you're not going to go to the gym, just make sure you go for a walk. You know, even outside of the mental health part, walking is engaging all of your muscles, right? You have to be aware of your posture when you're going for a walk. You're engaging your core, which again is also good for uh, strengthening your mental health because our emotions and traumas are stored in that gut, in the, in the solar plexus. And um, you're engaging your hips. Trauma can be stored in the hips as well. Your legs, root center things, so you're connected, you're grounded. And again, when you're connecting to the earth, when you're walking, you're taking these nature walks, it's connecting you more to your body and getting you out of your mind. Because I feel like, you know, it's almost like this loop that we may experience when we're having these episodes where you can't get out the spiral. You just keep spiraling, you can't get out of it. And you're like, something's got to give, but I can't get out of it, right? So even going for a walk can shift that. And if you've gone for a walk the same route over and over and then you're still experiencing these things, go a different route. Switch up your route. Have a little plot twist. What do you mean by that? A little plot twist. You know, like a, I changed my mind. I'm going to go this other route. And when you have more plot twists, then you can change up your neural pathways much like shrooms do. And I know I like to talk about shrooms, but again, shrooms aren't for everybody. So I can say that those could benefit some of this stuff too, but I'm not even going to focus on shrooms today. I'm just focusing on these other things. But going for a different route in your walk or going for a different um, route on your drive to work, those things can also create new neural pathways in your brain as well. And that's what you need, right? You just need a different way of seeing things. You need a different option to come to you. Um, of course, I'm going to plug in meditation. And again, like, don't just think that meditation has to be eyes closed and like, mm, um, whatever. Don't think it's just that. There's several ways of meditating that you can do your walking meditations or, um, you know, I love the healing frequencies and I've shared meditation on here a million times, but meditation is a way to, you know, hear those those words, hear those thoughts that are coming to you and just not engaging with them, just allowing them to flow. Because a lot of times I feel like when we do experience anxiety and depression, we're entertaining those thoughts that come to us. And like, I have some wild intrusive thoughts. Okay. I know like, I'd like to share the, the positive things that, that you can do for the things, but it's mostly because, because I know if anybody knows, I know how that can go. Like if you could see my browser history and like, I'd be curious to see some of your browser histories too, but like 
the things that go on in my mind, like this is why I share these things because I already know how it can get, right? And I even um, have had a conversation before with one of my friends just about like how dark those thoughts got in 2020 and, you know, pulling yourself out of that because they got dark. And I remember even thinking like, oh, I'm glad I have my Apple Watch because Lennox can't call 911 if I collapse somewhere. And yeah, like they, they went left often. And again, how much of that was mine, right? How much of that were, was my own thoughts? How much of it was like collective thoughts that I didn't understand how, how I was receiving them, right? Um, another thing that I do like to share is, I know this is difficult for some, but let me, let me plug it how I can plug it for it to be better received. But communicate your needs. I know they say check on your strong friends, and you can please check on your strong friends but also there's times that like i'll check in on my friends and they're going through a moment they're having a, a low energy moment and um you know so i say like what do you need and sometimes the, that response is i don't know right but outside of that episode because sometimes you don't know what you need in that moment but really sit with Again, outside of this episode, so like maybe even after you listen to this, think about those moments that you have those low energy moments. Think about what you enjoy, self-soothing again, to pull you out of those moments. I know for me, even like if I get sick, God forbid, that doesn't happen often, but I like to one, rest, because you know I'm a preach to rest all the time, but also like I love watching a funny. I love watching a stand up. I love just watching funnies because I'm a firm believer that laughter is one of those good medicines for you. And so I know that that's going to pull me out of like that frequency that I might be experiencing in the moment, right? So think of these things that that do pull you into a higher energetic state that do pull you out of that lull because it's just an ebb and flow, right? You're just in a in a valley at the moment and you got you got to wait till your next peak but understanding like the things that you may need in those moments then you have that information that you can like you can pull yourself out of it a little quicker and i know for one of my friends nikki we our birthdays are two days apart and you know like it's interesting when you see us hanging out this is who i went to the uh the usc game with recently where we had uh sideline access by the way and y'all know I don't give a fuck about sports. I don't know if you know that. I don't give a fuck about sports. But I do go for the vibes and the and the energy. So if you do see me at a sporting event, it is for um, vibes, energy, or um, or I'm working, of course, because um, I'm a Capricorn. And we're often working, right? Even when we're not working, we're often working. So... Nikki will say, like, if she knows I'm going through a moment, do I need to come and, like, stare at you? I'm like, no, that's usually the case. Please don't come and stare at me. But she has also offered, like, do I need to bring you food? I can leave it on the doorstep. Because a lot of times for me, I like to cocoon. If I'm going through some shit, I want to cocoon. I want to hermit. I want to, you know, be in it, really feel it. And I don't want to share that with people. Like, I don't want to share my energy. I probably... More than likely, you don't want to be boohooing on somebody's um, lap in the moment, maybe later, but like 
in the thick of it. I'm usually like, let me just, I need a moment to process it myself. But yeah, somebody offering to drop off food at the door, yes. So maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need somebody to drop off food or maybe you need somebody to, you know, just send you a text in the morning to check on you, like whatever. But think of the things that you need before it gets to that so that you already have that in your pocket to pull out, right? So it's in, it's in there. That information's there and you can just say, okay, this is what I need now because I you know, autumn's coming or autumn's here. I'm sorry. Autumn's already here. And as the month progresses and the year continues, it's going to get darker outside. Right. And a lot of people experience seasonal depression. And I like to say, well, what are you doing? What are you doing right now to prepare? What tools do you already have ready in your reserve for when it is dark, for when you do experience even more seasonal depression because in the winter in Chinese medicine those are your kidneys and kidneys are associated with fear so again when we think about these things as a collective consciousness how much of that fear is the collectives that people experience when they have seasonal depression and how much of it is their own so think of these things that you can have in your toolbox for you know getting out of that and I even like to say, um, I've seen a post recently too that said, hold the frequency. And I was like, that is exactly, exactly what my friends do when we are, you know, maybe we're going through those, those dips. And it's very much like, what can I do to, to lift you back up out the, fre out the frequency that you're currently in? So holding the frequency is like holding it in that more uplifted energy, that more uplifted state to continue to get you back to the, the peak quicker. Because the, the valleys are, again, they're temporary, right? But we don't know how long they are until we're in them. And then how long they have been until we're out of them. But the more tools that you have access to, to get you out of those peaks, the better. I mean, not peaks, the valleys. So just keep those in your pocket, all right? Because they're, you need them. And then again, y'all know I don't like to hear the words, I don't know. So think about instead of, I don't know, when you're going through those moments and somebody's like, <clears throat> well, what do you need? Instead of, I don't know, just really sit with, what do you need in that moment? Not the big, big picture. What do you need in that moment? It could very much just be like silence. Maybe it's just, I don't need anything. I just, I just needed to, to share what the fuck is happening in my life right now. But Think about it, all right? Even if you need to pause this and, and think about it now. And I remember I had a friend recently saying, I don't know why I was listening to your podcast driving. Like I wanted to take notes and stuff. So if this is one of those, <laughs> pause it, take your notes, journal it, whatever you need to do to have it, all right? Um, watch what you're consuming. <sighs> Please watch what you're consuming. I know I was on Twitter the other day and... <clears throat> I was on Twitter and there was an article, <clears throat> look at my throat acting up as I'm talking about these things that make me uncomfortable. There was an article about um, somebody, I don't even want to say the word, see? There was a negative article that came across the screen. There we go. There was a negative article that came across the screen and it was nothing that I'd experienced, but reading the words immediately made me feel, ugh. You know, like, just, ugh. 
And then like the post right after that that I read was something nice. Maybe they were puppies and kittens or some shit. I don't know. But it's an emotional roller coaster on social media sometimes. And I was like, this can't be good for anybody. Like, I don't know what I'm going to log into. Sometimes it's all positive. And I've curated my, my feeds. You already know the life I live. I've curated my feeds as much as I could to keep it high energy. Even like I should probably unfollow the shade room, but you know, we're all, we're all working on our things, right? But there's just some things that are like knee jerks or like surprise, <laughs> surprise this information. So then it's like, okay, let me log off because I don't need to see anything else after this. Like now I'm in a weird space. I'm thinking about how they felt with that experience and like the, the things that are going to take place after this. And I don't need that kind of energy. This is things I don't need to think about. I need to think about my own shit, right? Not other people's shit. So please watch what you consume. And I have like, you know, very strong feelings about people sending me news articles because of those things, because I feel the things. And I know even the, um, the Murdoch thing is coming back on Netflix. And I was like, ooh, again, we're all working on our things, right? But I was like, ooh, let me see this. Let me watch this other one. And I started it and I was like, I feel the things. If I do watch this, this has got to be... It's got to be a daytime experience because I don't know if the energy of the nighttime makes it any different. Um, I'm still going to have to watch cartoons. It just felt easier to watch it in the daytime. I, with, I'm not sure why. I don't know the science behind that, but it felt right. So I still haven't watched that because I feel the things. Um, also, learning your chart, your astrology chart, if you can learn more astrology things about yourself, I will highly encourage it. Again, you don't necessarily need your birth time to get a, a clear understanding and some direction with that. But learning those things within my chart just helped me realize, again, like some of the medical astrology things, but understanding, you know, for instance, the water placement signs, you know, especially like Scorpio moons, they're typically, they're kind of moody, right? And understanding that might make you understand your emotions a little more. And I even want to throw in Kurt Cobain, for instance. He was, um, he had several water placements. He had Scorpio Cancer and Pisces, just like all sprinkled in this chart. And I think um, there was even an article, I don't know if it was written about that Stardust, or not Stardust, that's the, um, is that my period tracker app? That one's out of pocket sometimes. But CoStar. I think that's the one, the astrology app. And there was like an article about how more and more people were learning their astrology and it was helping their depression. And I was like, well, I mean, this makes sense because they're understanding why the things work in the way they work in their minds, their bodies. And then rather than saying, oh, this is a problem, how do I fix it? It's like, okay, this is how I move. How can I strengthen what I need to strengthen to help support these energies that I have with this stuff, right? So I do encourage you to learn your charts just for like just for that reason alone, just to know to know the things that are gonna mess you up and the things that you can do to fix those things, right? That's a it's a strength. And um, nature's rhythms. So I've shared more than once, you know, the moons obviously affect our emotions and our energies. And there's even been reports of how the reason that people are so ridiculous and chaotic around full moons is sometimes 
their bodies, again, look at this, gut health stuff. Sometimes their bodies are filled with parasites and the parasites are really active around the full moons. And this is what has them acting out of character. So learning nature's rhythms, just like full moons, for instance, just knowing when those are coming up. You know, maybe you're in the moment around a full moon where you're in a low energetic state and, you know, maybe it's, it's some other planetary thing. And I'm not even all the way familiar enough with enough of those, but a lot of times when people are like, oh my gosh, what's going on? You know, it's usually a full moon or there's something happening with like Mars and Mars is very like angry energy kind of stuff or impulsive, those kinds of things. And just having that awareness around the rhythms of the moons and the planets, even if it's a little bit, you know, there's still just an understanding that these things can affect your energy and your moods. And then lastly, get dressed. Just get dressed. I know this was like a thing uh, for me whenever the pandemic hit, that that was like a non-negotiable for me in order to keep my sanity was to shower, get dressed, even if it was just, you know, athleisure, but I still needed to make sure I got dressed. Shower, get dressed, go for a walk. Those were my non-negotiables. And even understanding, you know, the ritual of doing those things. It's like, I'm still getting ready for something, right? I could, so I could leave if I need to. Um, and then even knowing like color choices and how that can enhance your mood. And I even spoke about like solar plexus things on here already today, but that color is yellow. And solar plexus is empowerment and willpower and strength. So even if you don't have a yellow shirt, you can find some yellow to put on yourself or have yellow around you. But, you know, there's there's colors that exist to help us with these things. So yellow would be solar plexus things. Heart is green. And um, those two together, that's that's your lungs is the heart. And then your emotions is the solar plexus, which is the yellow. So green and yellow, you often see me having some green or some yellow on because those are, those are the areas that I'm often working with people. And it's the often times that I need to transmute that energy with whatever I'm doing to protect myself. So greens, yellows, and um, I have a rule also, and it's very much, <laughs> this is like the <sighs> snooty bit of me. This is probably my Leo Moon dramatic piece, but I don't have baggy shirts like this. I mean, the shirt that I'm wearing now, it's not, it's, I'm not even saying, but like a baggy t-shirt, I don't have baggy t-shirts because when you look good, you feel good. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. And you can feel good in a baggy t-shirt. You know, I'm not knocking anybody. Put some high socks on or, you know, however you want to do a look for yourself. But like baggy t-shirts for me are like, you know, they don't, they don't show the curves. They don't show the texture. They don't show how you're connected to, to the clothing. And I remember like at some point I shifted out of buying baggy t-shirts for the gym or not even buying. I just had them. I just had big t-shirts all the time. Cause who doesn't? And I was like, no more t-shirts to the gym, like cute, comfy, form fitting clothes, no matter what body shape I was in, cute, comfy, form-fitting clothes. And that's still the case now for me. Like, I'm not going to have, like, if, for me, if I have a big t-shirt, I got to get rid of it. Because what am I doing? 
What am I doing? Am I depressed? Do I, am I going through something? So rather than having that access to entertaining that state, I'm just not gonna have baggy t-shirts. So dress the part, you know, even if it's just, you're not even leaving home, just get dressed, especially if you can put on some yellow with it. All right. So um, later on in October, uh, I do think you'll look forward to some of the guests I have on here. We'll be discussing some more mental health things and some more tools along the way. Uh, thank you again for listening every Thursday. I really look forward to hearing your thoughts on these episodes and, um, and your encouragement along the way, and I appreciate it. So make sure you meditate and hydrate, and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 